Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. We're on the Black Voters Matter Freedom Ride on the bus, the blackest bus in America. When we stopped in Nashville, I had an opportunity to have a lengthy sit down with one of the original Freedom Riders, Dr. Mary Jean Smith. Uh, she joined the Freedom Rides with John Lewis from Nashville. And it's people like her who made the sacrifice for all of us to be here now. Uh, we should be better off, but they inspire us to continue the struggle that we're in. So here's Dr. Mary Jean Smith. More MIP after this message. Folks, once again here in Nashville, with one of the original freedom riders from right here in Nashville, one of the birthplaces of the civil rights movement. Ma'am, please tell my audience your full name. My name is Mary Jean Smith. Mary Jean Smith. And tell us how you got involved in the Freedom Rise. Well, I was a student at a State University, now known as Tennessee State. And I knew about the uh, sit-ins downtown, but I had no plans to join them. And my mother said, I'm the only, only child, and she did not want me to go downtown. And I didn't want to go downtown because I was not non-violent. But one day, sitting in the uh, student union building, a little young man came around recruiting people. And me, 
he's kind of cute. So I said, okay, I'd go. <laughs> so. Well, hold on now. We just had two things. She's your mother's, um, her daughter's here, y'all. Your mother said she's not nonviolent. True story. And the man was cute. Okay, so I just let's go on. That's one bad. Okay. Be shy. Bless your heart. Anyway, <laughs> I started going to the meetings, and uh, I got interested. But I still, my mother still did not want me to go. That she said, please don't go down there because they were getting put in jail and everything. So I would go to the meetings. I learned how to become nonviolent, and that was it. I went ahead with my studies. When uh, they started the sit-ins, after everything was integrated, the next thing we did was the stand-ins at the theaters. So I said, I can do that. And like Ella said, the guys would try to keep us sheltered. And I, there was one guy, he was real tall, and I would stand, they would try to shield, shield us, and I would always stand behind him. One night, uh, we had so many down at the Tennessee Theater, that uh, they asked some people to go across the street to Wilson Quick, a uh, pharmacy. So I said, okay, I'll go. It'd be my first time to sit in. So by the time we got to the door, they closed it. But as soon as I stepped out of line, the guy that was protecting me stepped into my place, and someone in the top floor of the theater pulled out a uh, gallon of yellow paint right on him. He would have gotten me. Mm. I was right in the place where I was standing. And uh, then the next time that I was down there standing, we were all arrested. It was uh, many of us. I, I wish I brought that paper, but that's the first time I got arrested with John. John was always around. John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, Reverend Smith. Um, Kelly Miller Smith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. James Bevel. I don't think Dr. Ross was with us that night. But anyway, and that was my first time being arrested. I called my mother. I said, guess where I am? She said, you're in jail. I said, yes, ma'am. But we were not uh, convicted. Okay. We did have to go to court the next, well, that was on a Saturday night, but that, Sunday, uh, that Monday morning we went to court. So I went on back to school. Everything was kind of quieted down after the uh, theaters were integrated. And I didn't even, I didn't want to go in the theater because I had asked Leo Little. I asked him years later, if we had had a chance to go in the theater, how are we going to pay? Do none of us have no money? But we never were allowed to go in. We had some that almost made it like Diane and Lucretia Collins because mm. they were so light-skinned, they could almost pass. But anyway, um, the Freedom Ride started some of the people in my in the group that I had come to know and love went on to the first after the bus was burned. They went on to Montgomery, and uh, as Ed was saying, they got you know they got beat up and stuff at the, at the bus station, and that kind of made me think because I told Mom I said I think I'll go back to New York like I did last year try to make some money. Mm -hmm. Wasn't gonna make much because uh, tuition was only fifty dollars, but that was a lot of money for me. So I went on. I told her I, I think I just go back and get a job. But on the way back, I'm sitting behind these two white people, and they're talking about the freedom riders are fasting, and I hope all those N words die. And that struck a chord with me. Mm -hmm. 
So when we got to 18 in Jefferson, I found myself getting off the bus and walking up to the office. And that's when I asked Leo, can I still go? And he said, yes. So I went home, packed my bag, and called my mom and told her. And she said, if you have to go, go. So I went back, and that night we left with the man on my bus. And then at about 8 o'clock that night, the next bus left with um, uh, Pauline Knight and two more, three more from Tennessee State. And uh, they were on the trailway. We were on Greyhound. So we made it as far as Jackson, Mississippi, uh, with the stop in uh, Memphis. Of course, they were waiting for us, but there was no violence because the police and everything was there to protect us because by that time, Kennedy had sent his, yeah, his city father to Montgomery and everybody knew what was going on then. So they couldn't just start beating on us, but they did have some some vulgar words for us when we came into the into the bus station, and I did get a coke at the at the trailways at the Greyhound station because one of my church members saw us on TV. They made sure that nobody heard about it. Uh, they were good enough. Well, I say good enough, but they protected us the best they could. Uh, they might not have wanted to, but they did. But when we got to got to uh, Jackson. We got off the bus. Everybody got off the bus with me. I was the last one to get off. I said, don't leave me. I was the last one to get off the bus. And I, we went inside, and I noticed everybody was being ushered into the paddy wagon. And we got to, to the jail and got mug shot and uh, arrested. Went to court. The, this was on a Saturday night, the 27th of May. Mm. And uh, we got arrested, and that Monday morning we went to court. We were charged with breach of the peace, given a sentence of $200 or 60 days. So we took the 60 days. The first, six, the first few days, uh, I think about 25 of those days were like in Hines County. But just before the 4th of July, that's when there were people coming down to inspect a humanitarian visit. And um, I was in a cell with two more women. And the third person had to have a a mattress on the floor. I happened to be on that mattress that day, and they started going around and looking at the guards and everything. And they said, come on out of here. So I'm the one that had to come out of the cell. I didn't know where I was going. I ended up being in a in a room. They they said later it was the infirmary, but I was there by myself mm. for about a week. And mm. to this day, I don't know if anybody else was in there or not. But I know I was on. I was in there, and I remember one lady would come back and say, "You okay?" She was an inmate. I remember standing up and looking out the window at the catwalk uh, because they they had what they called guns, and guns were inmates that had guns. They were, were the trustees, but they called them guns. And then I think after about a week, uh, somebody came to the door and said, come on out of here. So of course I went on out of there, and they ended up in the lobby. And everybody else that had been arrested with me that had not, you could bail out any time you wanted to. 
there were people that came around from the churches and things, Abinadia and people like that, as a little from the church, and mm-hmm. they would bring us cones, and I still got the cone. We had one cone, so you could just about made it out and teeth it up in that cone. Wow. And they would bring us newspapers, but they wouldn't, wouldn't take them away from us. But I got one thing that kind of kept us going. We could, we could sing and pray and talk, and we were together until we got to parchment. That parchment, you just two or three get a sale. But in Hans County, at least there were about nine or ten of us in mm-hmm. one room. Mm-hmm. So one night, though, in parchment, the guys were upstairs. I don't know what floor we were on, but they decided to send us some some uh, encouragement down because we had had our measures taken just like the guys had and our food messed up and all that stuff. But they sent down a sock on a piece of sheet. Like a they tied it. They tied it and then out their window. We had a broom. As Pauline had asked for a broom so we was at least three. We had a coat hanger. Because we still had our uh, at one point, we still had our suitcases. So we took a coat hanger and made a fishing line to pull that into the into the sail. But we forgot to move the, the, the broom that was sitting up against the wall right there at the, at the bars. And then there's the guards going up and down, checking us out. And they looked in and saw that, uh, that broom with that uh, sheet wrapped around it. Hmm. And said, oh, they're doing voodoo. And he took off running. <laughs> he took off running. So that was one thing that kept us kind of going. You know, just like, how stupid can you be? Right, right, right. Tell them the location of yourself. The location? In Parchment. In, oh, we were in high, in the maximum security. Uh, <clears throat> what was it, about 10, Ten steps, steps from the uh, gas chamber. She got a chance to see it. Because in 2011, we went back to Mississippi and we were able to go all over the jail and all over Mississippi. Wow. Um, Amazing. For that little crime of testing out interstate law, you were in maximum security near um, the gas chamber. They show it to us, trying to uh, intimidate us. And there was one girl, Ruby Dollar Smith, she refused to walk to the shower because she had diabetes and she didn't want to walk barefoot. Mm. But they drugged her back and scrubbed her with the white brush. That don't get in the, she's dead now. I don't know how many people she told that story to, but we mm. got learned about it. Mm. Unbelievable. So that's my story. More MIP after this message. What up, y'all? It's Torre, author of I Would Die For You, Why Prince Became an Icon. And in just a few weeks, we're going to drop an epic eight-episode podcast about Prince called Who Was Prince, where we talk to his girlfriends, his musicians, his engineers, his managers, all sorts of people who were close to him to find out who he really was. Who was Prince? Find out on June 21st. In the meantime, follow Who Was Prince wherever fine podcasts are streamed. How often, when you were on the bus, was the bus under attack or in danger? Um, none that I know of. Alan Casey was on a bus that uh, was not under attack. 
but everybody on the bus, the regular passengers, mm-hmm. moved they told the regular passengers that Freedom Rides are on the bus. So I know the one woman, she was black too, but she jumped off that bus real quick. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew what had been happening. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they knew we were coming, if we had been maybe a week earlier, all the buses might have been attacked without uh, notice. But the fact that there was some uh, photographers, because the first people to be attacked on the buses, that, like the one that were burned and the one in uh, Montgomery, were reporters. And they got it first. They got their cameras stung, they got beat. Then they started being on the rides. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about Black Voters Matter, what you participated in today and, you know, the the effort to rekindle some of the spirit of what you did? Because we're still fighting the same battle, aren't we? Still fighting the same battle. But I hope it's for the right reason. I hope they're not just there for photo ops and things. Because we would have all of that. You know, we were there just there to do the right thing. And I hope that they're there for the right reason and they're not just, you just come out on special days and that they would talk about. I feel, I felt bad because I didn't talk about it. But then, if you ask any freedom rider, almost, when we got back together at Tennessee State in uh, 2008, we discovered that we had all gone through some of the same mental mm. things mm. and that we did not talk about it. Yeah. We did not talk about it. That's not good. And I wish I had, because she didn't know anything about it, really, truly. Except for family. Yeah, except for family. Amazing. Well, well, I want to thank you for sharing your experience with us and for, you know, all you've done for us and for this country to make it a better place. You did a lot. Everybody asked you, asked, were you crazy? And we all discovered, yes, we were. Crazy. <laughs> Not at all. Well, it's good, crazy. good kind of good crazy. It's like good trouble. Good trouble. Good, trouble, good crazy. It's a good kind of crazy. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Jean Smith. God bless you. And 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 Pearl Hagrid, folks, you all hear me talk about my family in Nashville and Pearl. She's Pearl High till I die also. Right? Amen. All right. Thank you. Tiger to the end. Tiger to the end. And Tennessee State, big blue tigers too. Amen. Thank you, Mary Jean Smith. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.